So I have the amazing privilege of talking about baptism. Yes. Um, near and dear to my heart. So one of the greatest things we get to do in Christianity is see people baptized. I get so excited every time, every time. And so tonight we have the ladies. It's ladies night. Woo! <laughs> so in a moment, they're going to share their stories with us. And what I love is everybody comes with their own unique stories of how they got here. Because here they are, two different people with two different paths, and yet they come and, and they're going to get baptized. And it's the same person and in the same person, Jesus Christ. So that's pretty amazing. Um, and so we've been practicing baptism right in the church for over 2,000 years. So I think we need to talk about why we do this and the implications of it, the importance of it, because uh, often I think it just kind of gets shoved underneath the carpet, and we just do it because we're supposed to, right? And it's so much more meaningful. And so I want to just unpack that tonight a little bit. Um, we see that in the Gospels, Jesus actually is baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist, um, and then he exhorts his followers, his disciples, to do the same thing in Matthew 28, 19. It's one of the, f the last things he says to them. He says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so in these two instances, and I do have slides, um, the first reason we get baptized is we're baptized because we're told to be. So we're being obedient, right, because Jesus commissions us to do that. It's one of the two sacraments that he gives us. One is the Lord's Supper. The other is baptism. And so a sacrament is a sign and a seal that Jesus leaves with us, the church. And number two, we mimic the steps of our Lord and teacher. If he did it, I guess it's for a good reason, huh? We just have to imagine that. Um, but perhaps the greatest reason why we practice this ancient custom is the meaning and purpose behind it. It's not just blindly going, but it's understanding the depth of what baptism actually is. So baptism, the root word comes from baptizo, which is the Greek word, um, and the Hebrew word mikvah, which means immersion or saturation. I like both meanings, the idea of being immersed in water and being immersed into something, but saturation just captivates me. Just like you have like a wet dish rag, right? When it gets saturated with water, it's just filled with water. It becomes a different substance altogether. So when you're baptized, you're just saturated with the love and life of Jesus. Um, the water acts just like in real life. <laughs> it's a purifying agent, right? Well, in baptism, it represents not only the cleansing of our sins, but also the passing from one life to another. Essentially, the person that's entering the water is not the same person that's coming out of the water, and uh, Jesus talks about this. He calls it being born again, or as my friend Saeed, who was baptized this morning, he calls it birthday. So it's a new birthday. Yeah, I love it. And so the Apostle Paul writes in Colossians 2, which should be up there. Awesome. This is so good. For we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grasp, but now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. That's good news, man. What Paul is proclaiming here is that when we are baptized, we are not just undergoing a bath or a cleansing of sorts, but we are entering into the death and resurrection of Jesus. All our regrets, our past mistakes, our sins, and our corrupt ways are washed away in the crucifixion of Christ, and we are brought back to life as a new person through the resurrection power of his spirit. 
Leah Bow writes, By baptism, Christ seals his name upon and calls to new life the person baptized. It depicts the joining of the person to Christ and is the outward sign of the inward work of the Holy Spirit who cleanses all those who believe by the blood of Christ. Baptism does not itself wash away a person's sins, but rather is a sign of the salvation in Christ applied to the believer by the Holy Spirit through faith. Baptism is a sign and seal of entrance into the covenant of grace and the body of Christ. So in no way is baptism just some ordinance to follow or some symbolic act to collate our beliefs with, but it is a potent physical outward expression identifying us with God who, with the God who saves us and loves us completely. So, again, looking back at why we get baptized, one, we are baptized because we are told to be. Two, Jesus modeled it, and so I guess there's a good reason that we should be doing it, so we follow after him. And three, most importantly, it identifies us with Christ, his perfect life, his brutal death, and his unprecedented resurrection. This is why we are baptized. Uh, personally, for me, um, I went in with a lot of misconceptions of why we get baptized, what it's about in and around the time when I was first getting baptized. And I thought you had to be all cleaned up and ready for it, right? You had to have all your ducks in a row, so to speak. And, uh, and that's just silly because the idea of baptism is that God is actually cleansing me. But in my religious state, I thought I needed to prepare myself for him. Instead, he prepared himself for me. And, and I also thought that, oh, man, it has to be in a really special place or a special occasion. You know, it's got to be epic because this is like a tremendous day. And it is a special day. But it doesn't matter where you're baptized. It could be in a bathtub. It could be in a church. It doesn't matter what church. It could be in the ocean. It's the fact of what you're doing in that ceremonial act. That you're being cleansed of your sins and you're dying and you're coming alive as a new person in Christ. And thirdly, I thought it was like I was, I was giving up my own free right, my own free will. I thought, oh, from here on out, I just got to be underneath the dictatorship of God. It was uh, such a fallacy, my friends. Like, I, I, was, I was walking in such an orphan mindset because he's a father that wants to bring in, us in as a child and walk side by side with us. He's not here to dictate us and tell us how to live our lives, but he wants to show us what could be and all the potential we could walk in. So fortunately, none of those silly kind of anecdotes and things that I thought are true of baptism. It's so much more, so much better than we can actually imagine. And it's not just a cleansing, getting in a bathtub. It's, it's, it's a deathbed. You're coming up as a new person. It's amazing. And Jesus is putting his spirit inside of you to live a victorious life. And so, in closing, I just wanted to reflect on John 13. And in this passage, Jesus is having the Passover meal with all of his disciples. And he does something kind of scandalous as a rabbi in his day and time. He takes off his outer garment, puts a towel around his side, and brings a water basin to the feet of his disciples. And he begins to wash their nasty, disgusting feet. They just had sandals in those days. So if you've had some smelly feet and sandals, you understand. Um, but in that culture, it was so dishonorable for a rabbi to get on his hands and knees and for a foot to be in his face. So this was big. This is a big deal. And so Peter of course, objects to this. And he says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. 
Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. At this point, Peter, he didn't quite grasp what Jesus was demonstrating because the very next day he was about to die for all of humanity's sins and, and provide healing and atonement for us. And, uh, and, so, and so today, Jenny and Yana, you guys are getting baptized and you guys are letting Jesus wash you. It's powerful, my friends. And you guys are choosing into a life with Jesus as your Lord and your Savior and choosing to die to the old life of selfishness and control and choosing into a life of freedom and dependence on Christ. It's good news, man. And so we want to just pledge to you guys as your, your family, your friends, that we're going to be there for you. We're committed to you, to seeing you grow, to seeing you flourish, to champion you and your calling and to know God and all that he has for you. And we want you to know that today. We bless you guys. And for all of us here tonight, let us just be reminded that Jesus is still in that stance and he's still at our feet and he's still speaking the same thing. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. We could go to a million other things and try to fill the vacuum inside our souls and try to gain our own salvation and work our way to heaven. But he's the only one that's still in our filth and he comes down and he says, let me wash you. I want to do it. I want to do it. Yeah. So I think I've talked enough. We need to see some baptisms. And we do want to give you guys the chance later on to respond to this message and to respond to their, their testimonies. So if you want to get baptized, please do. And if you want to give your life to Jesus, man, there's nothing better. He's a friend to the end. He will stand by you through thick and thin, and he will take on all your fears and all your junk because he loves you tremendously. So let's do this. Thanks, Terence.